You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Now here's the mystery of it. The bad that I might do as a Christian is still sin, right? It would have to be. But I'm not going to be judged in regard to things I do bad if the blood has really been applied to my life, if I really have been born again, because Jesus paid the price for my sin. See, Christians can still fail. You don't understand that. And in my failure, I'll be judged based on my service, my life lived for the Lord. That's the judgment seat of Christ. Sin has eternal consequences, whether it's committed by a believer or an unbeliever. Those consequences are drastically different, but still the believer is exhorted to live a life that glorifies God and builds his kingdom. As Pastor Danny continues to lead us through 2 Timothy, you'll be reminded that anything that detracts from that mission robs you of the fullness of joy that Christ desires for you. Ultimately, you'll stand before him and you want to hear the words, well done. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 with today's edition of The Living Word. Acts chapter 18, Paul comes from Athens. He's discouraged. He didn't have very much fruit in Athens. So all the idolatry there, he comes and he says when he came to the Corinthians, he came in uh, fear and trembling. And there he meets Priscilla and Aquila. They are tent makers like him and they hit it off. They eventually become ministry partners with him. Paul writes about them in Romans chapter 16, uh, verse 4. They risked their lives for me, Priscilla and Aquila. That's how close they became to Paul. We know from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19, that Aquila and Priscilla opened up their home, and they had a, a church that met in their house. They had a life group. Then there's Onesiphorus, and you only need to go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me. And he was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he came to Rome, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. So he had helped Paul in Ephesus. He goes all the way to Rome for whatever reason. When he's there, he searches hard. He finds Paul and he ministered to Paul. Erastus. All we know about Erastus is he was one of Paul's helpers. And we know from Romans 16, verse 23, he was the director of public works for the city. That was his job. Trophimus. Trophimus is the guy, Acts chapter 21, uh, an uncircumcised guy from Asia that Paul brings to the temple area, and the Jews accuse Paul of bringing him beyond where an uncircumcised Gentile was to go into the court of the Jews. Paul never did, but they accused him of it. Riot breaks out because of Trophimus and the accusations they gave to Paul about him. And then there's Carpus. Carpus. Now, you may not realize this. He's an important guy. Why? Because he's got Paul's coat. You say, why is that important? Do your best to come to me quickly. And then he tells Timothy, hey, try to get here before winter. It's going to get cold. And I'm in this dungeon. And I don't even have my coat. Make sure you get my coat from Carpus and bring it with you. And then, of course, there's Eubulus and Pudens and Linus and Claudia. We don't know anything about them. Except they're part of the church. And for some reason, they're noteworthy to specifically greet them. But that's all we know. 
You say, what is the point, pastor? One of the amazing things to me about the Lord, and there's so many amazing things about the Lord. One of the most amazing things to me about the Lord, these people we know very little about, some we know nothing about. God knows every one of them. You realize that? Isn't that fascinating? Uh, Get this, get this. You want to chew on this one? He knew them before the beginning of time. Just chew on that. You'll end up looking like me. Before the beginning of time, God knew my fingerprint. He designed it. He knit me together in my mother's womb. And he gave me a fingerprint that he's not going to give to anybody else. Nobody else has had it. Nobody else will have it. And isn't it fascinating? Nobody else will have your fingerprint. Hey, catch this. Nobody else is going to live your life. I can't live your life. You can't live my life. You got it? And we all got one shot, only one shot. That's it. This life, one shot. Revelation chapter 20. Go there with me just for a minute. Revelation chapter 20. This in uh, Bible college seminaries, this section, this is called the great white throne judgment because John sees, verse 11, a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Books were opened. This is fascinating. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. Other places it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to make sure your name's in that one. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Did you get that? God's keeping records of people's lives and their deeds. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and hell gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Based on the deeds they had done as recorded in the books. God's keeping records. Jesus said in Luke 8, 17, there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says that everything is laid bare. The word really means naked before the eyes of him to whom we will give an account. He's keeping records. Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. Now, the judgment that you do not want to find yourself at is the judgment of Revelation chapter 20, the great white throne judgment. You don't want to find yourself there because you're headed for eternal damnation based on the deeds that God has recorded in the books. He's got the record. So he's not doing anything unjust. He says, here's what you did. Here's what you deserve. Don't want to find yourself there. Now, here's a wonderful thing. When Danny Hodges received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, 19 years old, all those deeds being recorded, all right, that record my sin, that would have sent me to the lake of fire, that would have sent me to eternal damnation, all have now been washed away by the blood of the Lamb. To Him be glory forever and ever. Hey, that's a great thing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But now, with that, and this gets a little mysterious, I'm not going to be judged based on my sin in regard to what I deserve, and that's eternal damnation. All of us deserve that. I'm not going to be eternally damned. I'm very thankful for that because I've put my trust in the blood of the Lamb. I've applied the blood to my life. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. All right? With that said, the Bible makes it clear that even though I'm not going to be eternally damned, God is still recording things about my life as a Christian. How do I know that? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 
2 Corinthians 5, verse 6, Therefore we are always confident and know that as long as it were home in the body, we're away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would, would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Paul said in Philippians 1, this is better by far to be with the Lord than to be here. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we're at home in the body or away from it. For we must all, he's talking to Christians now, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is not the Revelation 20 great white throne. This is the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now here's the mystery of it. The bad that I might do as a Christian is still sin, right? It would have to be. But I'm not going to be judged in regard to things I do bad if the blood has really been applied to my life, if I really have been born again, because Jesus paid the price for my sin. See, Christians can still fail. You don't understand that. And in my failure, I'll be judged based on my service, my life lived for the Lord. That's the judgment seat of Christ. One more verse you can put by 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, come on, hang with me now. Verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, those are representative of the good, all right? But then here's the bad. Wood, hay, or straw. His work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It'll be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he'll receive his reward. And the reward is not heaven. Listen, read on. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. The loss is not hell. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Just saved by the skin of your teeth, just by the blood of Christ, but no real reward except to be in heaven. Now, if you have the attitude, well, I'll just be happy to be there. You know, people that have that attitude should really, I say it every time I mention this, should examine themselves to see if they really do know the Lord. Because if you really do know the Lord, you want to please Him. There's a lot to learn from the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. This book was written with great purpose as one of God's passionate evangelists neared the end of his life. We hope that you've learned along with Timothy what it means to continue serving God, no matter your circumstances and life stage. Here at The Living Word, we'd like to pray for you as you continue to run this race of life. Would you send a quick email to us and let us know how we can do that for you? You can reach us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more messages from 2 Timothy or explore other teachings Pastor Danny Hodges has shared, you can do so by visiting our website, ccfstpete.church. 
We'd also like to encourage you to find and dive into a local church fellowship if you haven't already. Being part of a church community is important to your growth in your relationship with the Lord, as well as a place that you can find and give support for each day of your journey here on earth. Are you in the St. Petersburg area? We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We meet each Saturday at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit ccfstpete.church and click on the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.